Yes, sir. We're here. Number two. Show number two. I'm Brad Grunberg, and that is Fish. And this is Fat Fish. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Today we have a very special guest. Number two. I like to start it off, you know, stack the deck. And we've got one of the greats. I met him on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was my uh, my stuntman. Just a great guy. Uh, let's give a nice, warm, fat fish welcome to Eric Aday. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. How you doing, Eric? What's going on today? Where are you? Uh, I'm over here in Georgia, uh, in Fayetteville, uh, filming a, a, a movie right now. I'm doubling a, another actor and... Uh, you know, you're my, one of my favorite actors to double, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not doubling you today. And I'm <laughs> yeah, just trying to up on projects left and right, just wherever I'm needed. It's amazing, Eric. Uh, uh, Eric, Mr. Fish, this guy has had a life. Let me tell you something. First of all, I met him on the set. And, you know, I don't talk to anybody on the set. You know, I'm method. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so Eric and I was just sitting in the backyard waiting for our scene. We started talking about life and stuff. And, it, and he's been a stuntman for a long time. And uh, so tell us a little about where, how you started, where it started, why you started, all that good stuff, Eric. Where I started? Uh, I mean, I've been wanting to be a, a stuntman my entire life, ever since I could remember, since I was, you know, preschool. And uh, I didn't know how to become a stuntman. I wasn't born into the business. I didn't, I didn't know anyone in the business. So I would uh, take any acting class I could, plays, school plays, um, commercial workshops. The first commercial workshop I ever took, I was 10 years old. It was at the local park, and it was uh, me and two girls doing McDonald's commercial uh, auditions, learning how to slate. And I, I remember the, the teacher in the, in the movie was this, this, this woman named Bonnie Jones, and her claim to fame at the time was – she was an extra in the movie Teen Witch, and I would go on to play the husband on a CSI episode with the lead of that movie, which I thought was hysterical. But for some reason, I would love to know how that girl's doing, because what I would do is I would pay $10 every week and ride my bike to the park just so I could uh, learn how to do slates. And that was, you know, me guessing how to be uh, an actor. Uh I had to become an actor to become a stuntman. And the first time I ever worked, I was, uh, there's a dog over here just going off on this squeaker. <laughs> the first time I ever uh, acted, I was 12 years old. And I had to, be, like I said, I had to, hold on, just hold on, let me go take this away from this dog real quick. <laughs> and, you know, we're all about dogs today. Part of our oh, show yeah, today. No, isn't that great? They were, that uh, this, we have um, homage to our dog. So what, what a nice little segue that talking. is. Yeah. How does uh, he? Let me start. How does this guy? How how is this guy who's taking care of a dog right now? How, what a what a homage to you that he's your stuntman. You wish to look like this guy. Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. No, this guy. Let me tell you something. I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't born with the great looks like this guy. Let me tell you. No, 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 no they, Everything yeah. all right? Sorry about that. Oh, you got oh. no. That's good. Yeah. This, oh, we're going to talk about dogs too because Eric uh, rescues dogs. He's he's just an amazing person. So go back to uh, when you started when on that McDonald's commercial and then the CSI. Well, uh, the, the McDonald's commercial. I mean, this it was an it was audition techniques, um, and I did that for 
I did acting classes for 10 years from 10 to 20 years old. And I would take any acting class I could get. But during that time, I was actually, I found an agent, I found ways to audition. And I was just guessing, I was guessing how to do everything because no one was there to mentor me or coach me. Uh, the roles I would get would be very physical roles. I'd always play a jock or a bully or a bad guy or a wrestler. I can't figure out why. <laughs> but I was always adamant about doing my own stunts. I went, They would get stunt doubles for me, but they would sit in the chair or hang out by craft service because I would stay in there. I never complained. And I was like, no, I got it. I got it. We can do this. Let's, let's keep going. Um, it wasn't until like 2008 that my phone started ringing because people... Oops. Uh, a Oops. I hear There you go. Okay, go ahead. Big old big red blowing by. So my, my phone's because people would need a stuntman for lines. So I would get a couple, you know, lines of times. Therefore, or they were saving money because they didn't have to pay for two people. Uh, and ever since then, my phone just hasn't stopped ringing. I work nonstop, and it's great. I get to uh, either stunt coordinate, act, do stunts, uh, second unit direct, uh, double, or just or rig. It's it's kind of great finding being. I don't know. I love being on set. Yeah, ways to to be useful while while on set. Why I get to work so much. You know, you know, Fish, uh, one thing about Eric, you know, I went down to visit him on a set in L.A. recently, and uh, it's amazing. He is just such a likable guy. He, you know, he he hires the right team. It's like a family. And, uh, you, you know, being on a set, you you were on one set a long time ago, uh, my set. But uh, Eric is really cool. And, Eric, there's one thing that I know Fish asked me about. You've been a stuntman a long time. What went wrong with the whole Alec Baldwin thing, in your opinion? I know you got calls right away after it happened. I, in your opinion, what 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 went wrong with that whole thing? I think that uh, a lot of things went wrong. I think they had they had, if you hire someone because of uh, I don't know nepotism, favoritism, they they had they had a, an armor who should never have been an armor. She was an armor because of her dad. She was allowing actors to to practice with with live ammunition on set, which is ridiculous. I would never allow live bullets. That it's a, it's just stupidity stupidity on top of stupidity. Also, you got Alec Baldwin, who you know is a producer and a know it all actor on set, who he knows better. He should go through the protocols, but you know he he can do whatever he wants, and he didn't he didn't take his job seriously. That wasn't the first live fire. That was the fourth live fire on that set. The wow. first. If I was a stunt coordinator on that show, I would have called SAG. I would have shut it down. Um, it, there should have been one, little less four. And oops, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I can't go into I can't go into 100% details because I'm only be I'm only basing my opinion on what I've heard and what I've been told. But it should never have happened. I mean, you know, I think uh, the AD Alec Baldwin, that armor. I even think the stunt coordinator, who's a great guy, you know. The stunt coordinator. I don't. I don't know. I think people were just afraid to rock the boat, and that's what. I was just going to say that. Yeah, there, there. Everybody's a yes man around Alec Baldwin, yeah. but safety's first, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Who cares? We all want to go home. Like right? if I was a coordinator, I would have been like, no, you can't do this. Of course, I probably would have lost my job. It would have been safe. 
And that's my that's our job is to is to risk our own job in order to protect others. Yeah. Yeah. Um Fish, you have something to Yeah, I, I want to change gears a little bit with you, Eric, because I have a dilemma in my life. I'm, I'm Eric with the C, and you're Eric with the K. And every Eric with the K that I know looks like you. You, you, you represent the Scandinavian countries, Norway, Finland, <laughs> Sweden, Denmark, and you get Belgium, and you get Germany and all that stuff. Say, so you're the Ks and I'm the Cs, okay? I'm the rest of the field. I'm going to jump through this camera and arm wrestle you to tell you that the, the C's outdo the K's, all right? Let's get that out. This is great right away, okay? Are you okay. cool with that? You'd win. You'd win. <laughs> I win. You'd I take, win. Take, you know, you I, the, the question I have for you, uh, E, is you see a lot of actors try and do their own stunts. You've been doing this a long time. You hear about Tom Cruise doing his own stunts on Mission Impossible. Um, do you advise these guys that do it, or they just – have that that a chromosome that i have to do it myself and do you see some of the things that they're doing that could really cause them trouble i mean i'll be honest i think tom cruise is awesome i think that i, I wish i was tom cruise i wish i had a team of uh of, of people who would build ramps for me and do all the uh due diligence to to figure out how to do a stunt and, and you know allow me to look amazing, but also, you know, keep me safe. Uh, he's, I think, the best stuntman on the earth because he has a team behind him, not because of him, but because he has a team, he's got the money, and, you know, he practices everything, he, he you know, to, to do what needs to be done. Now, granted, if he gets hurt, everyone's out of a job. So a lot of people are relying on him to stay healthy, and there's been a few incidences where, you know, where he's been laid up and they had to, like, shut down for a while while he healed. But overall, I think that uh, him being willing to do what he's doing has also applied jobs to people who otherwise wouldn't have jobs. So it's also if he wasn't the way he was, then not as many people would work sometimes. Uh I don't advise actors in general to do their own stunts because then they wouldn't need some men. But when you have a team and money and resources like Tom Cruise, you can do whatever you want because he's basically, you know, America's Jackie Chan. <laughs> Love that. Well, an addendum to that, uh, two of my favorite movies involve stuntmen. And I have, to, I have to precursor this. I worked in a nightclub for years where I met Brad. And whenever stuntmen walked in, they got the most women. I don't know what it is about you guys, but you're the he-males of, uh, of the business. Uh, if you saw... Kurt Russell in Grindhouse, and of course, recently, Brad Pitt's Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Stuntmen are just cool. They're just great people to be around because you're taking all, everything that the actor can't do. And was is there an actor you've worked with that you really developed a bond with, and, and they said, hey, I want this guy to be my stuntman all the time, besides Brad Grumberg? Ah, I was going to say, well, Brad. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of stuntmen have done, or a lot of, a lot of actors have done that. I, um, I mean, I'm I'm working for Billy Zane again. So uh, Billy Zane and I become good boys. Hector uh, uh, has requested me a few times. Holt McCallany's requested me. I'm uh, constantly going back to Mayans to double both uh, Vincent Vargas and uh, Frankie Loyal. Those are two of the leads on the show. Um, uh, Jimmy Sharp, I just worked with again last week. He's always having me double... Uh, uh his actors i mean he's the one who introduced me to brad and you know, if you do a good job people will call you back again and again um you know there's not a whole lot of actors that i i, I mean I, there's a lot of people i can double but there's not a whole lot of like 
bigger, bigger actors that I, that I've had an opportunity to double, uh, you know, it's whether or not I'm, I'm available or not. Um, I, like I said, I feel, I'm a sandbag. I fill in wherever I can. So this guy works, this guy works as much as he can. Yeah. And, and tell us you're, you try, you're traveling, you're in where, North Carolina now. No, no, no. no. Back? Oh. North Carolina tonight. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh I after you finish this, he's getting, going to North Carolina. He, or it comes to LA. Well, I'll, 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 I'll go, I'll go to North Carolina tonight, film tomorrow and then come back and continue to film the show until next week. Um, and then I'll, I'll wait for the phone to ring. But last week I was in LA twice. Uh, once, tw- yeah, I was in LA twice last week, North Carolina as well. Uh, Amazing. I just, I, I jump on the plane. I go where I'm needed. Yeah, I know. You just, and, and Eric has lived a very, very interesting life. Uh, you can take us back to uh, in your twenties when you were uh, um, he was working at a, a gym in Burbank, and he met a guy. And you take it from there, Eric. Tell us a little bit about that story. It sounded like I fell in love. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I you didn't fall in love. Uh, I fell in love with you, but man, Eric is—I mean, he's just an amazing guy. So tell tell our audience this story. Okay, uh, I have. Uh... I have two documentaries about my life. One's called Locked Up Abroad, which I honestly don't recommend watching because of, because of Locked Up Abroad dropping the ball with what happened to me. I had to do my own documentary. This is the documentary I encourage uh, if, if anyone's willing to take the time to watch. It's called Three Years in Pakistan, the Eric Day story. Uh, I spent three years in jail in Pakistan right after 9-11. Um, one of my side jobs was importing expensive leather goods from other countries, bringing it back into the U.S., claiming the leather goods is my own so that we could beat the import tax. And it turned out, turned out to be too good to be true. Uh, me and several others were unknowingly smuggling narcotics. I was the one who found out the hard way uh, what we were really being used to do. I found out right after 9-11, I would spend, uh, I would be on death row in Pakistan. I'd have to become a lawyer, get myself out. And that's a really quick crackerjack version of what happened to me. If you have time, watch my documentary. It's called Three Years in Pakistan, the Eric Day story. It's, uh, it's free on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, uh, it's just amazing. I don't know how you got, I watched it twice, uh, fish this guy. I don't even know how he's still standing. I mean, well, look at him. I mean, yeah. The kids, know, the kids no, it doesn't yeah. matter. You, there's always a bigger guy, but what he had to endure is unbelievable. The loneliness, uh, other prisoners tried to kill him. He had to take care of himself. He was all alone, but look, he's on our, he, you know why he lived? Because he wanted to be on our show. That's why. <laughs> I remember those long isolation, isolated days in Kasori when I couldn't even see my hand in front of my face because it was so dark. And they'd feed me a, a one cup of doll and a roti a day. I was like, man, one day, just get through this. You'll be on the, you'll be on the, the, the fish show. And you know what? Here I am. So these yeah, days. That fish. You were dreaming of Get through those. Yeah. Three times. About that fish. One you know, uh, one um, one uh, interesting thing, uh, Fish, is that Eric, you know, being we worked together and he was my stuntman, he made it so easy for me. I mean, when I was doing the roof stuff, uh, they got close up to me, you know, falling on a on a on a uh, on a mattress and all this. But Eric made it so I was so safe because even though I was five feet off the ground on the roof, I, it was very slippery. And Eric got injured. Tell us about that uh, when he was doing the stuff. Oh. They uh, they <laughs> they pulled the pads at the last second, and we were on this roof that had these uh, tiles that were like wavy, 
And so there's no pads all of a sudden. I'm jumping onto the uh, tile and I, my fingers, my right fingers, like these three fingers went into a, a gully and they just bent back and snapped. And so I broke a couple of my fingers. I jammed the rest of them. And I was like, oh, and I busted my iPhone, which I shouldn't have even had in my pocket as I was filming. But uh, then he this, snaps his fingers back into place. Hello? <laughs> yeah. yeah. While I'm, while I'm eating a ding dong over uh, uh, over in Video Village watching him. Unbelievable. Not and they, they didn't even use the scene. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But the blessing was I got to meet Eric and get to know him and just love him. He's a great guy and he's, he's become a dear friend. I have a last question for you. For me, I, I, reading your, your background, I see, you know, you're a young kid. You're born in 1980. And you grew up in Bakersfield, California, and you played football. Did you know the Carr family? Did you know Derek and David? Because they're from I, Bakersfield. I, I didn't grow up in Bakersfield. Yeah, we're, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did, where, where did you get Bakersfield? Yeah. Oh. I grew up in – Yeah, he was drinking at the bar. Oh, time. I thought – boy, no. I would screw that up. <laughs> I didn't grow up in Bakersfield. It's about – Two hours away from me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. No. Uh, did you play? Up, did you play football? So yeah. I'm a complete idiot. Okay. I I completed. I I played football, but um, I grew up in uh the Antelope Valley, and uh, uh, that's about 60 miles north of uh, L.A. And I grew up in the. Well, I, I didn't grow up there. I I grew up in uh, first Northridge until sure. 88, and then I moved up into the Antelope Valley until 98. Moved back down to uh, Eagle Rock, and you know, L.A. pretty much. And stayed down there until uh, I went overseas, and then when I got back from overseas, I went back to Sherman Oaks and been there uh, until just 2021. Now I live in Georgia. I go back and forth to LA all the time for work. Um, now I, you know, uh, Eric, tell me uh, what records you hold uh, at the high school. Yeah, I got a, I got a, oh, I got a couple, but uh, I have a record in California that stands to this day. Sorry, so, someone's pulling out. Go ahead. Uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Oh, I have a, I have a cool, oh, a cool record that I set in '96 uh, for the most tackles for a defensive end in one season. I had 147 tackles in 11, and it's a record that I doubt will ever get ever broken. Uh, wow! wow. Had, yeah, it was. It's, <laughs> those are records that like linebackers and and uh, strong safeties uh, would hope to get. But I did it. I did it for a defensive end. Uh, just had a good season. Was able to read the line, and uh, uh, it wasn't a fluke though, because I trained over at the local college since I was 14. Um, and by training with guys who are obviously much better, more skilled, I be, you become better when you train with with uh, with better uh, opposition. And so when I would go back to high school and and play against high school players, all of a sudden it, it was like playing. It was flag or uh, peewee football because I had been playing against the best of the best that the Valley had to, had to offer for a couple of years. So in 97 or 97, 96, uh, I just had a amazing season, uh, sacks, rushes, uh, hurries, uh, and then obviously tackles. And I only, and, and we had a mercy role for the, I mean, I played for a smaller division. Uh, I played for a Christian school named Bethel. And so our, the, the teams we were playing weren't uh, weren't that good. It wasn't really it wasn't fair that I was playing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a record that's cool that I don't think will ever be broken. It's a record that I have. I mean, it's yeah, that's great. Kind of great, yeah. So uh, Eric, uh, so 
the things that you like people to know is to watch your documentary. That's on Amazon Prime. If they have time to watch my documentary on Amazon Prime. I did write a book, but I haven't published it yet. Honestly, I, I don't even know how to do that. Every time I talk to publishing people, they just want like $13,000. They want all this money up front. And I'm thinking, why do I put any money up front in order to publish my book? It doesn't really make sense. Right. Um, it all feels like scams. Uh, I have written screenplays and, and uh, they, they were they were optioned off for quite a while. Um, Robert Chardoff, who oh, produced wow. Rockies, had had owned my rights until his death and then it reverted back to me. Um, and by then I was working as a stuntman, as an actor, and I, I didn't really try to get my story out there anymore. I just tried to live my life and be as happy as possible. Um, but there were a couple of years there that I went from meeting to meeting to meeting telling my story again and again and no one wanted it so i just moved on with my life one thing to learn from eric fish is this guy has been through so much and he's not bitter and angry that's people get that way they start you know medicating themselves and that's the beginning of you know a dead end and this guy just lives his life every day i am humbled to know him and uh and he's probably a better actor because he worked with me yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. His his story is a screenplay. By the way, I just got a message from the mayor of Bakersfield, and they said we want to claim Eric Aude because he's good looking and he has all his teeth. So, if you want to be a member of the Bakersfield Chamber of Commerce and be one of our favorite sons, yeah, thanks for coming on Fat Fish. <laughs> I would honor. I know that on Wikipedia, if you look up Wikipedia of who who, uh, they got me at the top there for uh, known drug smuggler Eric Aude, which is. Honestly, an honor to be known a known drug smuggler for the AV because there's a lot of smugglers there. So it's don't kind believe of, everything you read, but you got to see this. Got to see the document. It's unbelievable. I mean, I can, I I still have nightmares. I go poo poo in my pants every time I watch it. Going, oh, thank God. You write a review like that. It's good I review. Poo <laughs> <laughs> in my pants. Watch, watch three three years in Pakistan. Yeah, Eric, this has been unbelievable. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Stay safe today. Stay safe on the road. We'll see you soon. And you know you're my man, buddy. If I get anything going, you know. And also, oh, can you mention the your dog, uh, the dog rescue and everything you do for dogs? Hey, please. Every, every couple months, I uh, I, uh, I host a stunt networking uh, dog walking event at the uh, the local shelter in my town in Greenville, Georgia. It's the Meriwether County Animal Rescue. Um, the whole, I like these guys because they're, they're a non-kill shelter and they're very, they're very, uh, caring. They're a very caring staff, except they're, they're understaffed. So, um, uh, my girlfriend and I are like the only two people that go there to walk these animals who don't ever get any time out of the cages really. So a couple months, I'll, uh, I'll have a bunch of st- uh, people in the industry, mostly stunt professionals come and walk these dogs for several hours just to get them out of the cages, uh, to 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 take videos and pictures of the the animals so people who otherwise can't be there can see their personalities and hopefully you know find it in their hearts to to uh maybe rescue or or adopt them uh i love animals i no animal has ever uh borrowed money from me and or tried to get me to smuggle narcotics unknowingly so (laughs) (laughs) i try to i try to help my i try to help animals whenever i can i i personally have seven rescues uh, I always rescue the, the senior animals because they still have a lot of love. And, uh, you know, it's just. Uh, How many part. dogs do you have? How many dogs do you have? I have seven. Seven dogs. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, they're great. Well, Eric, thank you. We're going to bring you back on the show. We love you, buddy. 
Thanks so much for being on the show. And uh, fish is gone, but that leaves us. Uh, you take care of yourself, buddy, and uh, we'll see you soon, okay? All right, buddy. You guys take uh, care. Have a good day, everybody. Watch for him. He's a winner. Nice meeting you. Wow. Yeah. The first guest we have on this show hits a home run. Forget oh. the World Baseball Classic. This guy, wow, his whole story. And I don't know where uh, – How's how is how have you, who's a successful writer and your writing partner Sean White, not picked up that option? No, we were talking about some doing some stuff. He, I mean, this story has got to be told. I mean, it is. Oh, I mean, it it's so riveting, and the twists and turns is amazing. And then the stuff that wasn't in the documentary, Fish, you know, he shared with me, and it's like, are you kidding me? He goes, Oh, yeah. I'm telling you the truth. This guy's the real deal. He he's got a heart of gold great stunt man he made me feel so safe i mean the that, that roof was so slippery but him and the the great uh, stunt coordinator they helped me off the you know look at me look at, i can barely walk i can barely tie my shoe but these guys make me look great and uh i always tell people about my experience with uh, erica day awesome so what's you happening know. with you man what's going on with you you look uh, you look fantastic as you are i feel do. great at my physical therapy this morning i look forward i didn't i'm just taken aback by eric Day. i mean you said we don't have this yeah. guy on the show and great and then his yeah. story and you find out you look at a guy like that he looks like every guy that you knew in high school that you wanted to be the high school right, football exactly. star and you find yeah. out that he went through all this crap in, in prison i i have not seen the documentary but when we get done doing this i'll go on amazon eric if you're still watching if you want to if you want to uh, publish a book go to amazon They'll do it for you. Yeah. They'll, they'll look at yeah. there's there's other publishing places. Um, you could do it. Uh, Brad, I want to start a segment today. I'm going to show you a, a, a picture, an icon, and I want your your exact response to it. And we'll have some fun with that. But before this, mm -hmm. um, my son asked me to ask you this question. He said, Brad Grumberg is an icon in Los Angeles. He grew up in L.A. He went to high school in L.A. He's in the business. His family's in the business, the entertainment business. How the fuck did you become a Golden State Warrior fan? When the Lakers are in the backyard, you got to tell well, that I was story. Laker, that's, I'm that's still a Laker fan. That's a good question. Um, I can't believe your son talks to you. That's that's very. That's, I don't understand what what that's about. Because Max is he's such a talented guy. I don't know. You know, are you are you really the father? That's all I care about. Um, uh, yeah, the, DNA hasn't been yet. <laughs> <laughs> Max is a great kid, and uh, thank you. you thank him for everything he's done for our show. You know that the yeah. logo is awesome. Thank you. Um, so I went to the University of Arizona. Well, let me start in high school. In high school, I played basketball. We played Pally. And uh, there was an 11th grader when I was a 12th grader named Steve Kerr. Okay? Right. I got to guard Steve Kerr. Didn't go well. He had 35 on us. And, no. Uh, yeah, I believe it or not. And uh, we, I went to the University of Arizona. And he was one year behind me. And we became dear friends. Dear, dear friends. And... My dad, we just started watching Golden State, and he has done amazing. He's an amazing, he's an amazing person, what he's been through. He's an amazing person. He's got stories that uh, never end of good stuff. You know, a lot of people like him are so humble. You know, when he's won those four championships, he always was in the background. You know, he never, he, he you know, he has no ego. He loves helping people. So we became friends, and uh, I'm just a big Golden State Warrior fan. And by the way, Fish, uh, you know, I got two tickets uh, for Wednesday's game against the Clippers, and I will be going thanks to Steve Kerr. Oh, that's uh, great. I didn't, I never knew that. That's why I'm a Golden State Warrior friend. I mean, come on, man. They're, you know why I like Golden State? They, they work, they have great superstars, 
They had TKD. They work together as a team. They're, they're, it's all about the team. It's not about one individual. And yeah, Curry's the best, and then KT, Draymond, but they all work as a team, and that's what I love. Kind of like this show. Hey, right. What am I doing on this show? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, kudos to them. They uh, Curry had 36 last night, and they beat Milwaukee, who's a hot team. And we're, yeah. we're trending. Now we're going into the NBA uh, stretch run. The playoffs are coming soon. I just bet a guy that does our handicapping for Fatfish uh, a lunch. I think the Lakers are going to the conference championships. Maybe they're playing Golden State Warrior, and you guys, you and I could bet a buffet over that. Um, okay. Before we get to this new segment, <laughs> something else I want to throw at my boy here. Um, yeah. The Academy Awards, there wasn't a lot of upsets. I mean, we handicapped it on Fatfish. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for Brendan Fraser. I'm happy for Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, the greatest set of tits that came up her thing and in grading oh, places. Great Come on, places. 1983. And so let me ask you this, Brad, because you're you're an esteemed actor. It's a serious question. Is some of these awards you think um, sentimentality over just a career of just great work that Jamie Lee Curtis has done? And Brendan Fraser has been around forever. I mean, did yeah. the Mummy series? I remember him in School Ties. When I yeah, met yeah. you in 1992, that film came out. Remember that? He played the Jewish yeah, quarterback yeah. in an all-Catholic school, and there's Matt Damon was a racist. It was a great movie. Yeah, um, it was a great movie. What, what do you what, what, to answer that question? What do you think? You think it's – I mean, they're well-deserved. I mean, I didn't see The Whale. Did you? Uh, no, but I uh, believe it or not, this is crazy. A lot of people don't know this. I was up for that role. I oh. went, made it all the way. It was between me uh, and another guy and Brendan Fraser. And uh, I really – I mean, I committed – I really, I walked in to, I walked in for, when I, when I read for the director, uh, Darren, I, I was in my underwear and I just sat there as this, you know, <laughs> as the character. And I, seriously, they, 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 I mean, they brought me back like three or four times. So, but I'm so glad Brendan, uh, he got it. He was great. Fantastic. But you know, a lot of, a lot of these movies, some people see him and they're like, was that the best movie? You know, a lot of this is PR, you know, I mean, some of these movies, I don't even know if they should be nominated, but I'm so happy for the people that won. They deserve it. They're great actors and great people. You heard some of the speeches. It was wonderful to hear. I, I, I watch for the speeches because, you know, to be an actor is so tough. The ups and downs, the, oh, we really love. That's the great thing about going out on an audition. You always go in and they go, oh, fish, that was fantastic. You walk out the door, you never hear from them. So, sure. you know, it, it, there's a lot of maybes, there's almost, almost, then you book something, but you just never give up because you love the craft, you know. And I'm sure you've gone audition before, you said, oh, I've crushed it, it didn't happen, and you walked into auditions, and you said, oh, I was horrible, and then you got a phone call from your agent and say, hey, Brad, you got it. That's how it happened to you, right? Absolutely, absolutely, you never know, but with Curve, I knew that I was going to get it. I, I told my friend... Uh, who I go to the self tape, uh, my buddy Steven. Uh, he, I said, I'm getting this, buddy. Let's do it. You're, you're, you're Larry Dare, and I ended up getting it. One great story about James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano. I saw him at this event, and uh, me and my buddies recognized him, and uh, we went up to him and we started talking to him. Oh, true lies, you're great in that. He goes, Oh, so what's going on, uh, James? He goes, I just did this uh, horrible audition for this uh, HBO series. Uh, it was terrible, and it's not going to go anywhere. But, you know, uh, as an actor, I go, so what is it? He goes, this thing called The Sopranos. <laughs> so he thought he did terrible, and hello? Yeah. And I miss you, James. What a great guy. The nicest man. 
he uh, was great to me and my friends. And he's a great guy. Everyone's yeah. it was great I'm to you. All right, let's. This is this is um, a segment we're going to try out. Going. What is? God, Brad wait, wait one second. I look great. God, I you look, do like look great. Erica, you look great. Jeez, you do look I, great. I love the I love the ensemble. I like the shirt. Like this, is that, yeah. is that pajamas? Whole, you know, I don't know what that is. Of, I don't know what the hell that is. What is it? This is the uh, fat guy Hawaiian shirt T-shirt for the rest of his life. You yeah. You know, by the way, if I was going to invited to the Oscar at Oscar party, I wear like a Hawaiian tux. I, I don't you know I don't fashion Armani. I don't give a f. You know. No. I say fuck. All right. I don't give a fuck. No. Yeah. Because I'm so good looking. Whatever I wear, I shine. Right. You do. You shine. Oh, man. Why you look? People look at Mr. Blackwell is looking down from heaven and saying, "Look at this guy." Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. He goes, he better he better live another 40 years. He's gonna come over and take all my flavor on that. Brad, let's do this because I want to we're gonna pay a big homage and puts a perfect thing that our guest Eric Auday talked about dogs. We're big dog lovers, but let's talk about some things I'm gonna show you right now. Let's get your reaction. I might throw a few too. Check out this. Okay. Who's your favorite joker? Oh. Okay, look at these are these are the jokers. You got yeah. Heath Ledger. Jared Leto, well, Nicholson, he, Romero. Romero's from the old school. When you're Romero not is probably my all-time favorite because Batman and Robin was one of my favorite shows in the 60s. Yes. Uh, but I'm 35 forever. Uh, Nicholson <laughs> was good. Ledger, God bless him. May he rest in peace. But he was great. I would have to say Romero. I, I, yes. I just The original, it's, it's always the original. Rocky one's my favorite, right? They did Rocky 15. You know, I always liked the original. Kind of like okay. you, you know, you've changed. You know, I like the original fish, the guy What's I met you know, twenty years ago. You're gonna see that guy some one day. Trust me. Oh, you know, there's a there's, there, there, there's some old school fish coming. <laughs> How about that guy? What's the first thing you think when you think of him? That's I, Kurt Russell, uh, world's greatest athlete. Okay. Good looking guy. I uh, met him one time. Very nice guy. Great hair. Look at that hair. He still has his hair, by the way. Okay. I saw a picture of him in Goldie Hawn today. He still has got his hair, man. Is that really your hair? Or is that is that all stitched in? No, that's my hair, buddy. That's one thing. I, that's one thing. It's funny. I, I my wife that I have no hair on my body. I have it all in my head, and that's what you want. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm not one. You ever go to the beach and see these guys take their shirts off like a like a gorilla hair? Oh, everywhere? like wearing a like wearing a sweater oh. vest. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wearing a sweater vest. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. You want you want you want to just go up to that piece of tape and go. You know, oh, like the God. Brazilian wax on the back of their backs, and that's you. Got, and you got to walk up to a guy in the beach, folks. Not to get off of Kurt Russell in that meme, because that's great. I love Kurt Russell in a couple of movies. We talked about Grindhouse earlier. Was there anyone cooler than him called Snake Plissken in Escape from New York? Oh, oh, oh he's he's had a great career. Yeah, I mean, all right. We love you, Kurt. You know he's all American guy. You know, he got his start. Maybe he's on Gilligan's Island. So that's another yeah, story. That's true. That's yeah. true. Here's a guy I, I got much love for. I want to hear your take on Chadwick Boseman. Oh, Rest in peace. One of the, you know, my old manager, uh, Michael Green, a great guy, represented him. I'm going to tell you something. This guy was, I don't know why God takes a guy like this, because he needs to be here. So genuine. He kept his, he kept his, you know, his disease under wraps because he didn't want a pity party. He worked all the way to the end, and what an actor! But more of an actor, what a great person! Is it is it amazing too what you just said that he kept everyone in the dark when he was working on the Black Panther? No one knew it That's, except yeah. his very inner circle. Yeah. 
Okay. But look at the body work. 42. Jackie Robinson, uh, one of the great roles. I loved him in draft day. Vontae Mack. Did you see oh, draft day with Costner? Incredible. Oh. He did just, everything. It, he, was, he was the actor's actor. He was good to everybody on the set. I had a friend that worked with him. Just the nicest guy and grateful just to be on a set. Like Erica Day said, he goes, he loves being on a set, you know. And I love being on the Fat Fish set. Okay, well, this guy we can get on because this is one of my favorite people. I don't know if you've met him before. I have not, but I have a reaction. What's your reaction to this guy? Chris, Chris Rock. Rock I met him, yes, very nice guy. I met him on uh, Grown Ups 2 Table Read. Very shy. Believe it or not, he's very shy. When I first met him, very nice guy, hilarious. Uh, what did you think about his special? Did you see I loved it? it. I, I want to jump yeah. on that. I yeah. thought he was brilliant in his diction and his delivery about the Will Smith incident, which is why a lot of people turned in because, right. you know, it was, it was kind of foreshadowed. They was going to talk about it. The way that he, he pictured it, the way he said that Will Smith and I have no problem. He was upset that Jada was banging her son's best friend. And I, <laughs> yeah. I was watching CNN. I believe Anderson Cooper said, you know, Will Smith saw that. And he's pissed off. Well, what's he going to do? Try to hit him again? No. He's bro- everything he talks about in real life, yeah. you've experienced, whether you're black or white, dealing with friends and family. And if you have kids, I, I, he's entertained me. I, that's everything from yet. you to him. It's about entertainment. And he entertains me. No, he's, he's great at what he does. Absolutely. Like, who's your favorite? What you What's that? It's like, let me ask you a question. You always go to the ear when you do that. Is you ever, do I have to buy you a computer? I'm not a computer. I'm, I, I, you know, it's funny. Yeah. This yeah. pisses me off. Are, are you I, like Willy Wonka? Are you a little trifle deaf in this year? I'm not. Oh, I'm okay. not. Just out, I like to be outdoors because yeah. I spent all this money to fix my my my. I have a grand, brand new computer. I don't want to bore anybody. Put all this money into all the new lines. and Every time I go on my computer, it buffers. So oh. it's embarrassing. But I'll tell you what doesn't buffer. Give me your best. Oh, what's your best James only, Bond? That's no, Timothy me, Dalton, yeah. Craig. That's um, what's it, Daniel Craig, right? George Lazenby, who was in On Your Majesty's Secret Service, obviously Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and Pierce Brosnan. Who's your favorite? And my favorite's Roger Moore. That's my guy. Yeah, I like Sean Connery. With him. I mean, I'm, I'm, but listen, they're they were all they're all special in their own way. But for me, Roger Moore. How about you, Sean Connery? I mean, he's oh, just sure. okay. Yeah. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. I mean, here we go. We're, we're rapid fire that. Who, what do you think about Jenny Ortega? She's the hottest new actress on the circuit. She's in you, a Netflix special. And uh-huh. Brad, did you see, have you watched Wednesday on Netflix? That's right. That's the, uh, is that like a reboot of the Adams family? It is. Yeah. I'll take another picture of uh, Mr. Hurt yeah. It's a screen actress. You know, it's just a gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, I have a life, so I don't watch TV all day and movies. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. And I wish I wish that you would have. Well, yeah, well, I, I, you know, I watched, I watched Wednesday. Catherine Zeta-Jones plays Morticia, and Luis Guzman, believe it or not, plays oh, Gomez. I said, yeah. how was Brad Grumberg not playing that role? You get to make out with Catherine Zeta-Jones, and this guy, Luis Guzman's a great actor. Okay, He's a Fester, schlub, just you mean, like you. You want me to play Uncle Fester? No, I want you to play. I want you to play Gomez because this is. I mean, oh. have you seen Luis Guzman? He's a Hispanic version of you. I know, no. Oh, uh, God, I would love to play that uh, opposite Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, she looks, she looks fantastic. Yeah, she is. No, she's beautiful. Two more. Look at me. God, God, look how great I look. You look great. Now, have you ever been in this establishment? Because I think you have. Because I know you, we talked about 
you were a uh, you managed the strip clubs for many years in Los Angeles. Correct. But there's rumors out there that you've been here. That's a chicken ranch. Okay. I have I I've heard about the what is the chicken ranch? The chicken ranch is a place out in Pahrump where it's legal right. to brothel, where uh, it's I, legal to have uh, I have relations. a friend that's been there. There's something in my eye. Oh, yeah. uh, I think you know. I think I was kidnapped one time with my fraternity brothers, and somebody took me there. I didn't go. I you know. I just I stay in the bar area. I I, I you know. I I just want. You know, I have a lot of friends that still work there. Uh, People say to me all the time, if Brad if Brad had his druthers and he was in the Vegas atmosphere, would he be going to a buffet or going to the chicken ranch? I said he'd be going to the chicken ranch because they have food there. They, they, exactly. They, they have a great buffet there. That's why I wouldn't be going to the beautiful ladies. I'd be going, oh, they have great chicken wings there. I've been there. It's great. It's, uh, they do have great wings. Um, they do have great wings. Who's that? Do you know who that is? Uh, that is... Uh, is that Cindy Brady? Who is it? That's Jane Good. This is going to segue into oh, our, uh, oh the, uh, the gorillas, right in the mist. Uh, exactly, it's Jane Goodall. Goodall. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are. We could be jokesters all we want, but Brad and I are big, big like Eric Audet, animal activists, and that's the biggest animal activist on the planet was Jane Goodall, who did so much for the primates to save, to basically save the gorillas from becoming extinct in in Africa, but all animals. Right. And um, one thing I've learned in my life that whenever you you're down or you're depressed, if you have a dog, I've had golden oh. retrievers my whole life. I'm going to go to my dog first okay. and show you Molly. Please. This is Molly as a puppy. Look at that punum. Oh, look at that punum. Oh, sweet. Look at that. How do you how do you wake up or come home for a bad day and? stay in that bad mood when you see that face oh well we'll get we'll get to annie which is your dog real quick but you don't this is a problem that's the thing i've had goldens my whole life when when i rented when i when i was working at mom's saloon i was living in malibu caleb was my first dog gold i've had goldens my entire life and because of the breed the breed is so beautiful their disposition as you know is is just one of of love and they oh, love they, their bellies to be rubbed, yeah. sort of like you, Brad. You got to rub your belly to get you excited. They love that. All right. <laughs> Make a long story short on that. On that, on that belly. Yeah. Yeah. You well, pray and love my belly. You pray that animal me. right there, because she's now five years old. She runs around here in the back sometimes when we're doing the show. She's inside right now um, because I, there's a dog oh. next door and she'll start barking. Molly's five. That's that's five. Molly's as a, as a puppy. But there's no watchdog to her. What's that? Is Molly sleep in your bed? Yes. Yes. Right. And she's the worst watchdog. She'll bark when someone comes to the front door, but the minute you let him in, she jumps on him. You know. So <laughs> let's get let's get let's get to you. This is Annie. Uh that's wow. Annie. Yep. Annie. That's my girl. Yep. That's my daughter. I have no kids, but that's my child. Let me tell you about dogs. Everyone should go to rescues and 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 have a dog in their life because I'm telling you. You're saving a life. It's all of this is what they do. They sleep, they go poo poo, they go pee pee, and they love. That's it. And if that's you, you. that's <laughs> me, exactly. <laughs> I just think dogs are amazing. Any animal's amazing. Okay. People who are lonely, there's so many people that are lonely in this world. Get yourself a dog, go rescue a dog. Uh, there was a wonderful person I had on my other podcast with Lauren Francesca. Uh, this great, unbelievable rescue called Out of the Cage. 
And this wonderful woman devoted her life, was very successful in tech, uh, this girl named Jill. She has these dogs. And I'm telling you, Betty, there's so many dogs that need homes. And you know what was sad what I heard from another friend who is involved in rescues? When the pandemic was over, when the pandemic happened, a lot of people went to the shelters and they took dogs, which was wonderful because they were home a lot. But then when now things have gone somewhat back to normal, they've given the dogs back. No. Yes. How do you do that? How do you give a dog away after you take the dog from a shelter? How do you live with yourself? Oh, God. Don't get me started. No. Well, I I work at Chuck's Tavern on North Durango um, as a bartender. And one of the great things about working there is the staff there is so terrific. And we have a bartender there. Her name is Ashley. And she's just dropped a gorgeous person inside and out. But she dedicates her life. And she's got a young kid. And she dedicates her life to saving dogs. And every time I call her, what's going on? Well, I went to this shelter. I, I went to go check oh. out this dog. And she's always on Facebook trying to get dogs homes. And it's to me, when you give yourself, you give yourself to that kind of a cause. Right. And, and you know, that's, that's, if there's a heaven, that, that's a first ticket. I will say this. And I get, I, I have a cat. My wife and I have a cat named Stash. It's the first cat I've ever had in my life. The bastard bites. So my first indoctrination of cats has been a bad one. But dogs, I'll tell you, I, I don't know what my life would be without a dog in it. It's true. You know? and- I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I've had uh, uh, four dogs in my life. And uh, the, I, I, Annie's a golden doodle. We were a golden retriever family, too. But sadly, in the bloodline of, of Goldie's cancer is uh, prevalent. And... I'll tell you, my dad has been through a lot uh, in his life. And when we had to put Mookie down, this is a, the dog before Annie, I've never seen him cry like he cried next to me because it was his best friend. So my mom said, uh, maybe shoot, maybe we'll look at the, a golden doodle. I didn't even know what a golden doodle was. And I found Annie and it's it's been it's been 10 years and it's been amazing. You know, she sleeps in my bed. She likes me. At least there's one person that likes me in the world or loves me. Everyone loves you, but let me ask you this: I, yeah. I have cried, I have cried more at putting some of my animals down than I have oh. at funerals for family members, and it's just, I know, it's I can't. I get emotional talking about dogs because I, I believe that if everyone had the disposition of, I could find the, the icons. If everyone had that disposition, yeah, right, right, and that disposition, the world yeah. would be a better place. I know that sounds Pollyanna, yeah, but I no. agree with that. And I'm a, no, I'm a jokester. Totally I'm an idiot. I say stupid things. I don't have a, a filter. But when it comes to dogs and it comes to animals, um, I, I think that, like you said, when you did, just, you broke my heart when you said that people got dogs, Brad, during the pandemic and then sent them back. That's uh, that, that anxiety bullshit. No, no that, that, that dog crazy. needs you more than you just as much as you need. Exactly. Them. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And by the way, I just want to let you know, we've talked about this, but I want to talk about it on here your beautiful mother passed away recently and I think she had something to do with us coming together on this podcast. And, uh, she raised a a fantastic son and may she rest in peace. A wonderful woman. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Well, I didn't want you to say that, but you know, she, she, she was struggling. I want to, I I got a great, I got a, I, 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 great, give me a great story about that. Give I got a great, great mom story. I, I would say so. My mom was struggling yeah. with, with mental incapacities, and she was in the hospital in December. And, and um, 
So and she did a hard time recognizing people. So I had to work that Saturday night. And the Raiders played that Saturday night. So I go there Sunday morning. I get up work at 8 o'clock, go right to the hospital to visit her. And she looks at me and she goes, I go, come here, honey. I lean in. She goes, Eric? I go, oh, my God. She leans in. She whispers in my ear, Derek Carr stinks. <laughs> oh, no way. He had, a <laughs> shitty game. he had a shitty game against the Steelers the night before. So, you know, she no had that way. kind of sense of humor. It was so great. Oh, my and, God. That's fantastic. So, Mom was, was a sports fan, too. Huge. Yeah, from Brooklyn, huge sports fan. Oh, and, my uh, God. She, she yeah. knows what she says. That Derek yeah. let, let, let me tell you something about my mom that represents you. I don't want to get, you know, with a, a tearjerker here. All and right. dogs. In a world so divided, Okay, the only thing that was divided about Brad Grumberg, dogs, and my mom is the love that they have for everyone else. Oh, thanks, man. That's it, you know. I, 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 and I don't like Brad Grumberg. You know? I, I don't, I, I don't like, him like the fact that I go out to dinner with this guy. Yeah. yeah, I go out to you go out, if you go out to dinner with Brad and you go and, and you there's something on your plate, forget it. Oh, <laughs> there's no doggy bag, man. I'm the doggy bag to go. Yeah, no, but thank you. I, I didn't know you're gonna say that about mom. But yeah, you know, I, I, move I just on. It's real life, man, and uh, it's all memories, buddy. I mean, you're lucky. You have you both. Your parents are still with us, right? Yes, dad is not. My dad is. Do they still claim you? <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I, I still don't know why they they even talk to me. But I will tell you this: um, you know, we have April uh, coming up, and that'll be 11 years that I moved back with my parents to take care of them, and they're both healthy, thank God. But I will tell you this, buddy: I I have something we got to show the fans. Uh, I, I last year I did a little April Fool's joke on my parents and it's classic. It's one of the best things I've ever done. So I'm going to share that with you and, and uh, all of our, our can I uh, share something? Can I share something yeah. to you? Cause we, we, we don't we're, we just go and we don't, he doesn't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. What he's yeah. Do. I love it. Bring it on, buddy. But everyone yeah. says, how did you meet Brad? When did you actually meet Brad? And I met Brad in 1992 and he was doing a, a pilot for, I think Fox was going to called the Johnny cocktail hour. Right. And he used Mom's Saloon, the place my family had, as a, uh, a place to shoot some scenes inside. And I said, yeah, you can do it. I want to be in. So when you get to the All-American Burger scene in this clip I'm going to show you, yeah. called Wingman, part of his show, it's phenomenal. Look at the guy opening the door at All-American Burger. And look at the guy giving Sam Perkins a star for the Lakers a high five. Check okay, this out. Check it out. Sam Perkins lives. Number 14 from North Carolina, Sam Perkins. Do you know where Sam Perkins lives? I don't even know what Sam Perkins is. You told me I can hang out with you today. It's six o'clock in the morning. I know. Time to start our day. Come on. Fat man. <laughs> Are you ready? What's up? Yeah, I'm sorry. I closed off. Dozed off? Yeah. <laughs> How about a tour? Dang, you messed up my... I'm sorry. I just got tired. I... 
Now, is this, is this the palace? Is this well, where? it's okay. You know, it's at the palace because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the bedroom over here, and that's the bathroom over there. Oh, you've been here? Wait a minute. What is this? <laughs> you, in, you in my bedroom talking that noise. Okay, so what noise? I'm not making any noise. I'm just talking to you. Noise? What does that mean? You trying? You George Jackin. George Jackin? George who? <laughs> Who's George? Come on, man. Let's go shopping. Sam! Oh. Yeah, I'm telling you, they got your size in here. Oh, I like this I'm place. telling you. Hawaiian shirts. Yes. Yeah, I told you already. Yeah. Sammy, what do you think? Hey, it's my color. Yeah, we need a, we need a woman's, uh, hey, hey, opinion, yeah. What do you think? What do you, you think? Like you that, Sharona? What do you think? Would you go out with me looking like this? No. Oh, oh, oh. There you have it. He struck out for the day for the first time. Oh. Say that again. Does he look good in that? Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you go out with him? No. That's all I need. That's Wait a minute. How do I look now? Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see a suit like that right there. Sure. Oh, when you you know, that's got my name written all over. Business attire. It. You know, you want to want to look kind of yeah. conservative, but yet stand out with something that speaks for itself. Brings the suit out at the same time. Brings you out too. You know what I'm saying? For a guy that takes the rock to the hole, you know a lot about clothes, man. You got it. You got it going on. Got, oh, I got it going on. You got flavor. What flavor are you? Am I, am I like mint chip or something? Or, or you might be. What am I? Might be pistachio. <laughs> I'm a pistachio. Okay. Thanks a lot. So get something. Cool. I got the place. Get on my back. Let me give you a piggyback ride. Come on. Oh no. Come man. on. Get on my back. Oh, right. Come on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Ready? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm John Wayne. <laughs> Let's see. Mm. It would have to be Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Sean Penn? No joke. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? Quiet as kept, yeah. Which, uh, is there something that sticks out in your mind about the movie? Hmm. Hey, Spicoli, you had shirts on before you came in here. Something happened to it, dude. You see the sign? No shirts, shirts no, no shoes, no ties. Learn it. Know it. Live it. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> you know the women, you know the chefs, you know, the, you know everybody. You know the manager of the place. I mean, you know everybody, man. You want to be just like me? I want to be like Johnny B. Good, man. Give me a hug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. We can't let everybody see that, you know? No, <laughs> I, no one's ever seen This is that. L.A., man. That happens, and everybody kind of like, oh, you know, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're just friends. We've just been hanging out for the day. All right, we partners, we friends, we okay. buddies, but right. we ain't huggers. Yeah, okay, well, no right, hugging, no hugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
I you directed me. Wingman. I changed the name to Wingman, and hopefully I get to do it because I'm telling you, Stan Perkins, I sent that to him recently. He just laughed. He goes, that was one of the best days of my life. I had so much fun. So much fun. Uh, I hope I can get some NBA players, if you know any, or any athlete. I would love to do it. I would love to come to Vegas and do it, uh, do a new version, a reboot of Wingman. I got a better idea. Yeah. Why don't you, you know Steve Kerr so well, why don't you go sit in the bench and help him coach? <laughs> I'm doing that on Wednesday. I hope to. I hope to. I'm going to be all, uh, you know what? I'm going to take a picture of what I'm going to be wearing to the game. You're going to like it. Oh, awesome. Awesome. You know, to the Warriors. This has been unbelievable today. Wow, man. What a show. What a show. Number two, buddy. Number two. Number two. We are fat fish. By the and way, can you know we, we are, buddy. Let me ask you a question. Can we get LASIK surgery for you? You, I mean, Mr. Magoo, you could be Mr. Magoo's uh, uh, son. I mean, no, you're a gorgeous guy. Take off the glasses for a sec. You're a handsome guy. What are you wearing those Coke bottles for? Come on now. I, I, I got to see. You know, I, I know, got, but buddy, we got to do something. I mean, those uh, are really thick. Wow. Wow. Thick? Yeah, you like your hair, think. like your hair. You do have hair, and that's really your hair. I got a lot of hair, man. I got a lot of hair. I, I'm mad it down now, but yeah. hey, um, we're fat fish, right? Yes. So look at hey, that. He's fish. I'm fat. This is no. our podcast. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a big bone, big bone. No, nah, we're fat because we're fat on life, and this and that. Yeah. Fat fish, and like, like, like my, I love me. Listen, my brother said to me, me I love look me. like two sardines coming out of there or something else. But <laughs> what is it? your yeah. son did that. What is Max? What were you thinking? What are those yeah. things? Unbelievable. He, he was, at least it wasn't pickled herring, goddammit. You know, so <laughs> oh hey, God. we're hey, Brad, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, Roku. I love it. Uh, you want to listen to us? We're on Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, everything down there. We want to thank Shucks Tavern. And Johnny Cocktails Entertainment for giving Eric, us this guy. Erica Day, thank you for coming on the show. We really go. Hey, please, please watch his uh, his three years in Pakistan. His document, unbelievable. And yeah. Fish, till next week, buddy. You're amazing. I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. And uh, and thanks for that with my mom. I didn't know that. I did not audience that was coming. I, I had to talk about but, it. She's such a wonderful woman. And that's the thing about life. You know, people do. You know, we we we. We live, we die. It's part of life. But you know what? You got to remember the the people that touched your life. Uh, and your mom was such a special lady. You know, well, she didn't. She never liked you. So don't. I, well, don't I know that, that because I always wanted her to make me a sandwich. But that's another story for another time. Someone else will make you a sandwich. <laughs> I know. I'll come to Chuck's. And, and do me, do do me, do me a favor. You know, okay. The last the, the, the last time I, I I saw a shirt on somebody like that, I needed my dad to get a job. So. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to do it with this show. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, real quick, next week, I'm going to try and get some uh, uh, bartenders on that have some great stories because, okay. and we don't, we don't, we'll just chop it up. But we'll NCAA tournament, we'll listen, I want to hear about your for hours, but we've been on almost an hour. And I'll tell Let's you, get out of here. I got things to do, but I do want pictures of you at the Clipper in the Golden State game. Just, you know, let's, let's get some pics and put it on there. Act right. like you know somebody there if you see a celebrity, and of then we'll course. get some pics on it, right? I'll, I'll throw your name around. They'll throw oh, me great. Throw you me get thrown out. out. Uh, crypto. Love you. Love you, buddy. See you next Bad week. Fish is out. <laughs>